0: Hi My
1: name is Ben Ugal. I am the president of the Joe One Three organization. Please watch the Black Tech Building program every Tuesday
2: and/or Friday to see and find out the latest tech news in black technology and technology, and/or the movies to shakers and in the community. Thank you.
1: All right, guys, it's Ben Yuko here with zo Media Enterprises here this morning. We're about to start the program here, coming up here. i want to finish this up over here. So I'm going to pause this for a second, okay? Hello, everybody, here. My name is Ben Yuko with zo Media Enterprises. Welcome to the Black Tech Building Program special on this Friday, October 15, 2021. Here, I'm about to be on the show right now. Here, here we go.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's do I'm not done to Doing enough to, doing to, doing enough to own control, and control our destiny, our destiny. Brother, McCarty, brother. When we're managing, when we're managing every aspect every of, aspect everything, of everything, from everything from what we put in our, our, we put our, our gas tank to, our to our what we put in our, our bodies, is owned, controlled, managed, connected by, by us and us only, us. Us. Uh, only us. When it's an when African, African sphere, sphere and we're not looking at others to determine what we are or what we'll be, only then will we only be only conquerors. In other words, we could say, Yeah, we've done enough after what happened in Black boss. Clearly we, really? have we have it, we haven't, because there is I'm no black wall. I'm gonna let
1: Ben, gonna ben, ben, ben go uh, go ahead and talk. Yeah, okay. Uh, hold um, is is your mic your microphone's like messed up a little bit. Yeah, I,
3: oh okay. I, I hear an echo but um I have my ears and hopefully that, that, that helps.
1: Okay, let's begin the the uh, the conversation here. You know, a lot of people uh first of all, how are y'all doing today? I'm doing very great. You know, this is the, the big thing. I was just talking about STEM and all that stuff because I just did a show uh, on my podcast on Tuesday about black weakness, black misleadership here in Minnesota. We have some disastrous leadership. And I always, for years, I've always, for like a year now, I've been advocating for a black innovation center for the Global African Unity. And we never get any any conversation about that ever talked about because they're all invested with these venture capitalists they're always invested sitting with other groups of people that you guys are always talk about how do we give how do we give our resources to the taiwanians the the chinese the japanese and then you guys don't have reserve we reserve ourselves to nothing that's like we're just saying to ourselves that and then when you talk about that, that Dante Waller fight, I was like, "Wow, we just we just let our men just get our ass kicked so bad in a fight." Is is that the, how the black men and globally is that how is that what we are now? Can somebody answer that?
3: I have to say, Benuku, you've hit the nail on the head. What had happened is we became comfortable, and when I say comfortable, I always use this this uh this formula. What happens is we become convenient which is a disease that poverty soon overtakes. And what I mean by that is, when you talk about Taiwan and the resources, because we become so convenient, we don't have, you know, anything we can get can be brought to us. Information, whatever it is. So what happens is we become comfortable. You know, I'm not saying Dante Wilder was comfortable, but clearly, he did not measure up to Dante Wilder. He lost to Dante Wilder. He was comfortable within himself to not knock his opponent, not just knock him out, to knock him, to kill him. He was not comfortable enough to say what back in the day when boxers, irrespective of the Mike Tysons or anyone else, when they were in the ring, they knew they were battling themselves more than they were battling their opponent. They knew that I had to win, whether they were winning for black folks or not, they were thorough in their thing. That was not being complacent or comfortable. Dante Wilder had three chances, and third time's either the third time's a charm or third time's a lady, as the Commodore was saying, but irrespective. If you're comfortable within yourself, all of a sudden that complacency and that comfort will become laziness, you, whether it's laziness to get to the 12th round, laziness to go ahead and give your, your, your money to Taiwanese and Koreans and everybody else, laziness because, oh, I don't want to go and get gas. you know I'm going to go steal uh, someone else's car that I don't even know how to drive because mm-hmm. it's sick. What happens is that laziness will bring on poverty, and poverty is not only money. Poverty is losing businesses. Poverty is making sure that the Taiwanese, like in Minnesota and everyone else, can take over because now – they have all the money. Now they have all the things, and we have to go to them for whatever it is. Uh, um, um, laziness is also, you know, when I should say poverty, is also making sure that you kiss the canvas in the, in, in the, in the 11th round, whether you're Mike Tyson running away or whether you're uh, uh, Dante Wilder losing three times or, or Anthony Joshua kissing the canvas. That is what, uh, when I say poverty, it's not being able to enrich yourselves with being that thorough, as Black folks really are, we are very thorough people. But when we're not thorough, then when you have something that just is not, again, not localized within the ring, the thing is, is we localize um, Benuka, we localize our ambitions, we localize our, our directives, we localize our productivity, and the things that make us feel good. In other
1: words, that's, that's what that's what Adelson FBA is all about. That they they want exactly. to. That's what they want to. And, and you know, I, um earlier this week we had um pan um brandon from pan-african uh strikes back he had a conversation it was just they had men on the panel themselves from the Nation of Islam another group that's also localized bitching out like like they were like literally this Ben Ben X that was on there it's like my god are you are you that weak are you that weak my, I don't know how you talk to people and it's an anti and James says, now our black women that already look at black men as we saw that a white man be victorious against a black man in the world. Well, yeah, it makes complete fucking sense because that's, that's the kind of man, that's the kind of man, that's the kind of man that, the they want strong, ambitious, hungry men that are ready to have prosperous in the community. And that's exactly what they're. You don't, you don't see, you don't see it when I go around um, Lake Street here in Minneapolis. Nothing's been built back up. They haven't built any of that back up. Everything's just so boxed up still from all the rioting last year, and it's just gonna be the same show and the same actors are gonna run the the gauntlet. And I know who, and I, I hope they listen to this because I'm recording on Facebook Live. I hope they listen to this because you know what? I want you, I want you to realize that I'm coming for y'all. I'm coming for y'all. I'm coming for y'all. As a black identity stream, yeah, I'm coming for y'all now. Cuz I had enough. I had a complete enough. I've seen you guys getting all these museums and oh, you got all these prosperous awards. It's a it's like it's like a it's like a participation trophy. That's all they are now. Participate trophy. And going back to that on um, that um that Brandon from Pan-African Strikes back. Man, man when he had a Kwan on there, he's talking about that black Indian say, another localized fool, another fool that we we have a focus on. the Hebrew Israelites, all those localized men they have this is, they just they just gobble up gut up the mouth, no no stems, no prosperity. That's what my black type billion program is. It's about it's talking about technologies, which is STEM. and they, and this week we had a black in tech conference, I've been listening to all the conferences all along. And every and they all and the black men that were strong and they had their own businesses. You you guys always know that they never promote them. Not even fan base. The fan base app. They never promote them. Black owned. It's a black owned social media and it barely gets promoted by like Tariq Nasheed, the Antonio Moore, the, that bitch boy that didn't go to that conference. Don, you know, all the usual suspects. Oh, go ahead. Yo, I'm I'm just like I'm I'm learning
3: so much. Like that's why I love to have you guys on because you guys are teaching me. And if you can, if you could put links to anything that you think is pertinent to us, please put them in the chat. Um, the thing is that I'm learning, Benuko, is um that localized mentality is because a lot of us have become comfortable and we're fighting ourselves and losing to ourselves more than we're losing to other folks. I always ask myself if this thing that white. That they're using and they profit from and of course that they use to monitor us and everything I call it data because the most expensive commodity in the world is data but a lot of us don't realize it um, I, I you know I do a lot of programming um, I, I, I developed back in the day in the 70s I, I programmed in Fortran, HAL, Algo 60 and and now I'm into Python R and you know just I mean it's so it's, it's never a, 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 you never cease to learn about IT and development into tech the thing is is these things that I ask myself, Benuko, if if this invention, quote-unquote, and I say the term loosely, that white folks created, that the people created called Internet, social media, whatever they want to call it nowadays, if it didn't exist, where would we be now? Would we still be putting up flyers talking about come to this uh, debate or come to this nightclub or whatever? It's almost like, unfortunately, we've localized ourselves into uh, the cult of celebrity. Oh, I'm an ADOS. Oh, I'm a Moore. Oh, I'm a, um, a, a thug oh, I'm a a rapper, oh, I'm a whatever. We've localized ourselves with this mentality of being so comfortable that we have not shored up our weaknesses. And our weaknesses are not hip-hop, because we've excelled in that to where the rest of the world profits on it more than we do. We've excelled at sports. That's not our weakness, clearly, because they can't even get on, uh, on a TV and tell folks not to take a vaccine. We've excelled in the churches, of course, because we've got, you know, that's our strength. We've got, you know, Negro preachers that are making money all over the place. Where we have not excelled there our weaknesses, I always ask, where in United States is there a manufacturer that are black folks that, that makes from the ground up, not just other parts sourced from some other races? I'm talking from a rock to turn it into a phone or a computer. Where are our data security? The, the companies that we've created with our satellites, our fiber optics, that we've developed by ourselves and laid the fiber optics. Uh, I'm talking about from the source, from the, the initial rock to actually the end user. In terms of STEM, that's our weaknesses. Because clearly most most of the technology we use to go ahead and get on these social medias that other races own, control and monitor, most of that is developed by them. And so that is a weakness that we have not you know, that we have not mastered. Because we're still relying on someone else, including what I'm doing right now to talk. The computer was not made by an African. Yet it might have African, you know, Coltan in it. It was not sourced and made in the whole nine yards with African hands. And Africans across the globe are not profiting. Somebody from Korea is. So the thing is, is I always ask myself, what are our weaknesses? And the fact, and that's why I have to bring up the Dante Wilder thing, because what that does is that gives an excuse to be weak. It has an excuse. I'm not saying that I don't praise Dante Wilder. Like I said earlier in the broadcast, I praise him for what he's doing. The thing is, is he, he lost to himself. More than he lost to, to Tyson Fury. Hmm. And it doesn't just end in the ring. It reverberates way outside the ring. Because, we're, because we have not mastered STEM, they should be calling it not STEM, they should be calling it African. What I mean by that is the things that are the world wants, needs, can't do it out, and ready to kill for should be developed by us, including technologies. When you brought up farming and trucking and um, when you brought up STEM, you brought up, there, look at the uh, militarization, the protection of even yourself. Most weapons are made by other races, most if not all. We have not done for self in that aspect to where that, again, is one of our weaknesses. You shore up your weaknesses, then you can become even stronger. But if you're only working, in, you know, if you're working on a defense and not working on your offense, you're going to have some problems should your defense go ahead and make a mistake. Because you know, if, you don't, if your offense is going up against a de- another team who has shored up their weaknesses, both in offense and defense, you're going to have a problem winning. The art of war states, the one who knows himself more than his enemy is the one who's going to win, uh, you know, in a thousand times in battle. So the thing is, is, you know, when I bring up these things, it's more of a, it, it's a lot of it, 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 we like to fall into the ideological or the, the or the, what makes us, um, for lack of return, the thing that represents the symbology of what, and that's something we need. We definitely need the symbology because Africa was built with symbology. Our African culture is symbology. The things that we taught each other uh, they're very symbolic the stories i give are symbolic but that's unfortunately is where it ends for us we become symbolized a against this against that i asked well and i don't mind if these people took out all the measures of social media and technology and we had to go back to going ahead and doing morse code so be it will we be able to survive with that okay as africans if they took away their toys can we still play football develop our own football our own game our negro leagues or whatever and have our own technologies that make theirs look like we're on a twenty four hundred baud modem and a and a three eighty six chip. You know, if we you know if we can develop that for self and they say, okay, from now on, no more social media, no more computers, no more cell phones, and we have to start all over doing Morse codes and rocks, I don't care. Because what that does is that will force us to not fight ourselves. And when I say fight ourselves to be defeatist in battle, we'll do what Africans do. We'll build the black wall streets and protect them. And there will be no excuse for any ideology as to why not. We'll have it for sale. We'll be able to conquer because of the fact that we have not gotten that formula. Again, it starts out with convenience, comfort, complacency, which goes to laziness, which is a disease that poverty soon overtakes. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, get a couple more comments. And I'm going to uh, just get some more. Like I said, uh, Ben Uco, if you want to uh, post something in there in terms of the... Um, what do you think in terms of links that, that folks should be looking at? One of them I was going to tell you is brilliant. I think it's brilliant.org. Let me let me double check. I don't know if you're familiar with that. This uh, website called brilliant.org. Let me double, uh, let me triple check. I think that's what it is, and it's for anyone that's involved in critical thinking in terms of problem solving, technology, computers. I mean, I love this site, and it you know the, the, I think it's a paid site, but the thing is that they have. It's, you know, like if you're into game theory if you're into logic you know um, you know and I'm deeply into logic of course as a, as a programmer you got to be um, one of the things that I like about it is it gives you problem solving um, the, the, the ability to, a lot of it is problem solving and unfortunately I think it's done by Europeans. I wish we had our own especially if fan base or somebody else would allow that kind of you know that environment we need that it would be I won't say we need a gun, because we always say that. It would be very beneficial and very profitable if we developed something like that for ourselves. If we're not into a, a thinking of good enough is good enough, because clearly it's not. We're still in the same position that we were in 1921 when they destroyed Black Wall Street. Um we you know, the thing is is unfortunately we're still in the same in the same pivot. So whatever we're doing now has not worked for at least hundred years. Right now, the world is getting to a point where we have to do whatever we have to. There is no excuse. None whatsoever. No I mean, way. It's either. Okay, oh,
1: go ahead. I'm sorry, Ben Uco. Yeah, no, no, there, there's no way it should be an excuse. There should be no way. We should have our own innovation centers that we can pro, that can prosper. Okay, look at look at the things in gaming. Gaming's another purpose but if you're if you're a big big and even that's your strength, even that or hip hop, I'm just gonna talk about that. That's all tech. We should prosper on the tech part. Don't worry about the getting the microphone and stuff. You should be prospering on the the things that involves tech and the stems in that whole field. But we're not going into that. That's where the danger comes in, like auto engineering and a, and production things that involves math. Exactly.
3: Everything that involves because this is where the world is. The, the, everyone else in the world is doing what they have to do for themselves, whereas I know our capabilities. That we get like I said, we're superhuman, but we don't want to use it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we we're allowing ourselves to identify with someone else's rules, whether the rules in life or the rules in the ring. We identify with someone else as being the parameters of our standards or what we can achieve. I know personally, like I said, we've got three things no one else can ever do. We excel at the three traits that only Africans have, black folks have, and no one else on the planet has. When we don't achieve that, then we've lost. And what I mean by that is again, entrepreneurship. As you said about STEM, you know, the fact that we're not manufacturing our own chips, the, the, the Coltan is coming from Africa and the sand from Somalia. It's not like we don't know how to manage, that we don't have the resource to manufacture our own chips. And, and, I mean, we could be manufacturing things that are light speed ahead of the Chinese, but we, we don't have the mentality. Uh, at least, you know, again, it's like a superhuman individual being beat up by the weakest individual. It's like that movie, Fragile. <laughs> and, then, you know, you had Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, it's like,
2: you it's, know, it's the last again, they have to
3: portray him as the fragile you know, it was like art imitating life and vice versa. We have the ability, but we're not using that ability. You know, uh, tempering lumber so we can build our own houses. Um, doing, you know, I mean, every little aspect, you know, building our own tractor, uh, uh, technologically advanced tractor trailers so we can farm our own land. And so we can source that and manufacture it for ourselves. To not, anything that's not to that level, we've lost. Because that means we have to go to someone else to teach us to do that as well as throw a punch i'm gonna read a couple of comments and um and i see brother Bukhari, if you're back on let me know and uh and because uh, i see you're i see you're on okay um aj says we need a very power- powerful back. black. okay good i see you um aj says we need very powerful black men to build uh built like tukey williams to train to become heavyweight fighters so that black men can easily beat whites uh, again in the ring as well as outside the ring in the ring of course but, again, the reverberation outside the ring, we need to have not just the we, needs, because I hate to say need and gonna. If, I'm going to say this much. If we don't have the, 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 the Stanley Tukey Williams built, you know, massive brothers in technology and STEM, we're going to forever lose to Koreans and Chinese and everyone else who do. If we don't have the, the, the Mike Tysons, for lack of a better term, in agriculture, we're going to pretty soon the Hispanics and the Asians will be the only way we're going to eat if they allow us to eat. If we don't have the Muhammad Ali's and the and the and the uh, and the Sunny Listons in terms of militaristic, then weapons will be forever made by France and Russia, and we'll use and Lincoln. and Israel, and Israel. Thank you. If we don't go ahead and have our own, for lack of a better term, Jack Johnsons and our own, uh, 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 you know, George Foremans in terms of biomedical systems, in terms of having the technology to develop and manufacture the cures that only cure us and not worry about Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates, then we will be putting ourselves in a very precarious future as Africans. It's about being better than best, because best is not good enough, perfect is not good enough, because we are the ones who should create the standards, not someone else, not someone else's rules, not someone No, we should be the standard barriers of everything that exists on the planet, and others have to measure up to us. Unfortunately, in the present day, it doesn't necessarily, uh, it's it's not really um, measuring up. One more comment, and then I'm going to have you on, Brother Bakari. AJ says, look at uh, how the black brothers in Baltimore accepted martial law uh, by the white military after Freddie Gray got murdered by the cops. The brothers wouldn't fight, and the brothers would fight and shoot one another for petty reasons. Again, AJ says it's best. We used to have those that stood up with, for us, like Robert F. Williams, like, of course, everyone likes to use the Deacons for defense. And there were so many militaristic outlets that were like Robert F. Williams that allowed marchers to march. That's what we were like when we were wanting to be, at least wanting to be thorough. Nowadays, we're waiting for a so-called crime bill that is really a laughable thing. To, that basically, what it is is to go ahead and dictate the rules of how Peckerwoods and others will kill us, this so-called crime bill that we're waiting on someone else's frame of reference their standards to, to standardize how they will kill us before we made our own standards. Before it was like, okay, let's get our guns, let's get out there, and we're going to shoot back. That is what I mean by Dr. Wilder fought himself and lost because we are not being thorough. It's on you, Brother Bakari. All
0: right. Uh, I read what he put in there about the Baltimore. But it ain't just the black people in Baltimore that accepted martial law. He killed a black person. So in essence, we all accepted martial law because none of us went up there to help. None of us went up there to do anything. You understand? It's not just them. It's us everywhere. And until we realize that it's us everywhere, right, and how we are supposed to be together, regardless of location, we should be knowing one another, knowing how to communicate, then once knowing how to mobilize to make sure that we are, we're protected and taken care of, right? So and the brothers is talking about STEM and that which is great. But we also we need to be getting deeper and deeper into this transportation industry. The transportation industry is huge. Well, I live here in the Atlanta area, right? And they call Atlanta, what they call Atlanta, the Black Mecca, right? But you come here, black people catching Uber, right? right? You see Hispanics they own their own they still drive their own cabs they didn't just sell out to uber you understand that's part of the transportation industry and we need to be a part of that we have to start looking at one another being ugo should be able to start a cab company in minnesota serving the black community and black people supporting him in being ugo taxi cab service i'm a tech guy i'm
1: a ta- i'm a i'm a tech guy i'm a tech guy
0: so I
1: understand i'm just using that
0: as an example oh, okay okay he, he should be able to start the taxi cab company in minnesota and then being who goes out cab services that's what i'm gonna name it i use you as an example should be able to spread throughout the U- united states wherever there's a black population right uh we don't stand for nothing, but we fall for anything. And when we were, I heard him talking about the male fear, uh uh a few, I guess about 30 minutes ago, They called the is fear, the male is, the a fear because there's a difference between a male and a man. And I'm gonna do a show on that on my channel. The difference between the man and the male and then the four pillars, right? But we allow too much stuff to interfere with what we, are supposed to be doing you understand we have to forget about those people now those people are gonna have the ear of the majority because the majority of our people is afraid so the ones that is not afraid those are the ones that we should be dealing with when you find someone and i don't want to i don't have to call nobody's name but uh the gay guy who got real popular on YouTube, I call him gay, he claims he's not but I say he is I kept, can I say his name? go, ahead,
3: uh, go ahead, uh, do whatever when you find
0: the people like the, the Kevin Samuels, who black males will listen to and he would tell you in war, you know, you don't fight up you fight down, which means you fight what beneath you because you don't stand a chance against what's above you right Mm -hmm. you don't stand a chance against them you fight down you don't punch up you punch down is what he said right he have over a million subscribers so he have over a million and i'm willing it is majority some black women uh majority black men and i'm quite sure some white folks in there too because they love to hear black folks talk negative about black folks right but when you have our people following somebody like him and looking to make excuses for him, right, that shows the mindset of black people. That shows the mindset where we have got completely gotten away from believing we can do anything without someone else's help. Then when you have the A-doses of the world, the FBAs of the world, right, when you, you have those people. And you have so many black people following them, spewing xenophobic attacks toward other black people. That lets you know where we are, because they have no more smoke for nobody else. And then the so-called new black media, only thing, they don't do anything. And I know you mentioned Professor Griffin. I know you say you like to talk, uh, or you listen to him. But I see interviews with him where, when he talks to black people, it's very disrespectful. But I've also seen when he talked to people like Alex Jones, he's cheesing and you can see all the 32s in his mouth. His whole spirit changed when he's talking to them than it is when he's talking to a black person. even called me one time to try to check me about something somebody said on my show. Man, you can't tell me how to do my show. But the point that I'm making is we have smoke for each other, but we don't have smoke for anyone else. Uh, We are not willing to go out like a warrior. We are not willing to do what warriors do. You understand? So, for me, when I say we need training, I still shoot, I still train, still women that I train, more black women. You find more black women training, shooting guns, than you find black men. Actually, when I was in the boxing gym, because I used to train boxing a little bit, you found more black women in the gym, saying they learning self-defense than you would find black men. They were learning kickboxing, so they knew how to use their hands and their feet. But as men, we're not doing the same thing. We have to understand that we need each other. And until we get to that point, the few of us that know it, we're going to have to be the few that do it. Anything that we need, we're going to have to stop worrying about the people that was willing to give Tariq Masheed $1.4 million. We're going to have to worry about the ones that truly want to do something for Black people and come up with what we can come up with. We're going to have to put our money together, and we're going to have to work toward building some. And Africa has to be the center. Like uh, I remember Dr. John Henry Clark. He did. I watched the video. He said uh, uh, the million, the name of the video is the Million Man March in fake leadership. This is about the first one, of course, in 1995. Farrakhan spoke for about two hours. He did not mention Africa one time, but the NOI weighed the turkish flag do you see do you see our mindset we don't even mention africa every the rest of the world want africa they don't love african people but they love what they can get from africa the rest of the world want africa we want to be negative toward africa and its people because being here for some strange reason we think being around white people in the united states have made us better than other black people in the world i remember dr john henry clark said watching one of his videos and i think that video came from like the early 90s late 80s early 90s and what he said was he said he was afraid of he said we're getting to a point he says happening already this is what he said is happening already he said we're going to get to a point where you hear people arguing about i'm american I'm Jamaican, uh, I'm Haitian, uh, I'm Trinidadian and everybody gonna truly forget the fact that they're African while the rest of the world is going to go and become Africa so they can have and control what's in Africa. We are supposed to have and control what's in Africa so we can be working without so we can be working with our people throughout the world. We should be in control of all that and if anybody wants them, there's no need. This, they should have to come and bow to black people and talk about what they need from what naturally belongs to us. But as long as they got us arguing over what white people made us is better. And what I mean is to see, we were, I'm an American by force, but I'm African by blood. Jamaicans are Jamaican by force, but they're African by blood. Black Trinidadians, they're African by blood. Trinidadian by force, Colombia, so on and so forth. By force, they became something else. But by blood, we're African. But we don't want to claim our blood. We would rather argue over what we were forced to become and say, that made us better. But when we look in that mirror, we got to understand we're going to be better when we truly accept who we are, that we are African people and that we are willing to stand on an African square and say, this is ours. And we're going to work with our people throughout the diaspora. And we're going to work with our people. As long as we can cross tribal lines. And that's what has to be done. We have to cross tribal lines. MG2, I'm going to say this because I know I'm going on now. You remember I showed you, I told you to check out the video of uh. Jeff Ford, the guy yeah. for okay, so I watched the thing on Jeff Ford, right, and mm-hmm. uh, this was something I didn't know, I learned it later, and I meant to tell you this, and I'm going to mm-hmm. get the documentary, and I'm going to tell you where to watch it, Fred Hampton, right,
3: mm-hmm.
0: with all of the power that Jeff Ford had, and you saw it, even though he may have been doing stuff wrong, but you saw what he was doing, what they were considered wrong, they say he used an underground economy, right? which mm-hmm. this, this country was built on. But you saw the type of power he had, right? Mm-hmm. Fred Hampton wouldn't work with him. They had problems. Couldn't work with him. Larry Hoover, with all the power he had, they didn't work together. So just think of those three right there in the city of Chicago. Look up Jeff Ford. Yeah, he had an underground economy, so they say, allegedly. But look and see how clean the community was, And look and see who was owning buildings, not just a little corner store, who was owning the buildings. Look and see who used white people. When that white woman came to him and said, can you get people to vote? And he was like, yeah. He got people to register to vote. But he told him after he got $10,000 from that woman, go vote for the black man. That's what he did. And he used her money to start building up black communities. And, of course, she was pissed. But who cares? And when you go and you see what Larry Hoover was doing, they say he had an underground economy allegedly. Then you look and see what Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton is the one who starts saying black power for black people, white power for white people, yellow power for the yellow people, like b- being all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Jeff Ford and Larry Hoover stayed black. That's why you can see G.D.S. who was actually uh uh, uh, uh who was actually hold, holding holding. City positions where they were elected in, in an area where they were because of that. But in that city, those three didn't work together. And I have a problem with that. But it's a microcosm of what we're going through now. We don't work together because all of us want to prove what I'm doing is actually better. What you're doing may be good. What I'm doing may be good. What MG2 doing is be good. Being Ugo and Jams forecast peace, my brother. What forecast doing is might be good. But if we want it to be better, we're gonna have to figure out a way to set aside our differences and put all our good together for the goodness of our people and the future of our children, our grandchildren. Fifty years from now, a hundred years from now, when we are no longer here, we would we would leave this place knowing that we put something in order. For our youth,
3: our youth my Yeah. Before you go, Brother oh, Bukari, right, yeah. I have to say, um, to um something that was in the chat that Ben Uko had put in there in the chat. One of the fo- things he uh, that he focused on was transportation. He talked about trucking. That was like the third. It was a uh, STEM farming and trucking that we need to start. You know, which is transportation that we need to to, to focus. And this is I'm glad you proved my point, Brother Bakari, because again, both of you guys have proven my point. And what I mean by that is, one, of course, we have to work together. That's, that's, that should be like breathing. For the fact that, Brother Bakari, the, the day that I get up every morning, I'm thinking in terms of what industry that I know somebody else has that I may be able to find resource or something in to make sure that that industry, because I know that individual is not Tariq Mashi. I know that individual is not a NATO. I know that's an individual that whatever they do, Africans will not only be one step closer to our destiny, but that's a person, as I, the whole focus of this is going all in. That's somebody I know who will go all in. They'll go all in on the things that they have. W- uh, whether they're the Professor Griffs, who I know is not gone. you know, he's not all in. A lot of us are not all in. What I mean by all in is why I brought up Dante Wilder, why I bring up what happens within the, the three videos that I posted with Brother Reggie B- uh, Middleton, then uh, Exam Info, and then uh, WeWoke News. What I mean by going all in is I want everyone here to realize this. And first off, Brother Forecast, always good to see you here. And looks like S79, F- uh, good to see you. What I mean by all in is we right now are so subjected to someone else for us to live so we could pay rent, so we could eat, we have to have jobs, we have to do this and that, whatever. The thing is, is we are so subjected and so marginalized by others. I know what we're capable of. I know that when you're talking STEM, I have a feeling that whatever Ben Hugo develops, that Amazon and Bill Gates or, or, or Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and uh, 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 Elon Musk will probably kill each other to have whatever he develops because they'll say, why didn't we have that? I know what we're capable of. I know the things that we'll bring into this into this world. The thing is right now, because of our state of mind and our frame of reference comes from either Europeans, unfortunately Arabs, Asian, or whoever else. We've now dumbed ourselves down so bad, whether we call ourselves the Nation of Islam, whether we're listening to these so-called clowns like that idiot Antonio Moore and all the, or the BGS or the Manosphere, or whether we're sitting there talking about Muhammad against more. We have dumbed ourselves so down that we don't even have going all in as a consideration. When I say go all in, when we as Africans, as black folks, are, when we put our minds to something that we know we're going we're gonna to do, like Simone Biles, that's the other one I was thinking of, the gymnast. When we put our minds into something, we dominate, take over, the game becomes ours. They have to cheat, whether they have to do a 15-second count or a 10-minute count, they have to cheat because they want to go up against superhuman. When we are in our right minds, we don't even have to worry about working together because we are so in a superhuman, it's almost like a passion or like a very unconscious form of us doing what we do. When Brother Bakari, Brother uh, uh Uko, when we are in our right minds, we work together because we are so involved in going all in on whatever we develop, whatever we, whatever we put our minds in. And when I say when we put our minds in, I'm talking the things that the world wants, needs, can't do it out, and ready to kill for. We don't, social media and hip-hop, and I work with, in the hip-hop industry, I work in, I to give you guys, some of y'all might not know, I've been touring in the music business uh, for at least 30 years, uh, 35 years. I worked with so many artists, many of you guys know right now what artists just got a court case that went against him, and y'all know who that is. I was with, I was on his gig for two years. Um, I worked for a lot of individuals. Matter of fact, before Michael Jackson passed, I was working on a band. I was supposed to show up the next day uh, because a lot of his band were friends of mine. I was supposed to go to the Sony Studios the day, you know, before he passed, and I was on my way over there the next day, and next thing we know, he's gone. Uh, the thing is, we've excelled in those businesses. That's fine. That's, I, you know, whatever we touch my thing is like Benuko was talking in terms of stem or or, or transportation like both brother bakari and what Benuko mentioned earlier or manufacturing i'm not just talking about owning the cab benuko i would like to see have a cab manufacturing plant and own the steel manufacture the steel own the companies and the stock values and everything i'm talking every aspect of everything we do when we go all in you know i shoot a cab company i would like to have a cab manufacturing system and the steel companies to be, bo- to be owned and controlled by them. I would like to make sure that if it's a trucking company, everything from the diesel gas comes from Bakari, Bakari diesel gas uh, a refinery plant, and it was built by Ant Jams and his mineral resources that he did with some Africans on the, on the African continent. That's what I mean by going all in, to the fact that everything we do, we don't lay on the canvas, we don't say good enough is good enough, because it's not. That's why we're where we're at, because we have dumbed ourselves down into fitting into someone else's realm, thinking that this is okay. Not to say we did it purposely, it's just the the record is stating that. Because if I know what we can do, there would be, I mean, this, so, this so-called blue origin that uh, Captain Kirk, you know, because you know they sent him up to space because, you know, he's kicking the bucket here. Dude's like 90 years old, so they said, let's go ahead and use taxpayer dollars, you know, when I say taxpayer, I'm talking black folks' money, to send this racist by the name of William Shatner up in the space so he could feel good that, you know, he didn't just do it on the screen. Yes, we paid a little bit of that because they got a $9 billion contract out of the, at, you know, to build, quote-unquote, military uh, and governmental uh, research, but uh, come on, you know, $9 billion is not just for that. It's to go ahead and, you know, to pacify them and what they do. Well, I can't get mad at them. I can just say, look, I know what we're capable of, but unfortunately we're not using those talents that we have. I'm not only talking in the ring, I'm talking out the ring, I'm talking in everyday life. I'm talking even in security. I'm talking whatever we do, go all in. Whatever we do, we have to go all in on every little thing. I always talk about terrorism and black identity extremists. To me, that is just like brushing my teeth or, or getting a glass of juice. That's just standard because whenever you want to protect yourself, you have to create some terror. Whenever you're an, a black identity extremist, I'm – I'm an African identity extremist, black identity extremist, HOTEP identity extremist, whatever extremist that makes my enemies scared because they know that I'm going to be superhuman good. Call me whatever you want. Because when I get back to my superhuman self, i.e. African, that is going all in, black folks that are going all in, say, look, I'm getting into STEM, and I'm going to not only just learn how to code, I'm going to create the code that they need, especially in this new environment called blockchain. And, and whatever's the, 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 the that happens after that that becomes normalized. I want it to be black folk. Okay, when I, when I posted the video of Reggie Middleton, that was one of the reasons I, because I'm trying to influence not only others, but myself. I'm going to say it again. Not only trying to influence others, but myself to go all in. Oh, I tell that's myself every day. day, have I gone all in? I'm going all in because I want us, I know what we can do. It's just up to us to say, look, I don't care if they're gonna go ahead and have a long count on fifteen seconds of Bezos trying to do Blue Origin. Benuko just created a spacecraft that'll get you there quicker, faster, safer, and we can also go to Jupiter. And can, I, and can I say? Can
1: go I say? Ahead. Ahead. Can I say something about the the space? Have you always known that there's no space station in Africa? Have you also all known that?
3: In that, yeah. have why is that? Can somebody ask me that? Yep, because again, we. We're relegating ourselves to others, managing everything that we need from water. Ben, I've been saying on this channel many a time, and hopefully you've been here, everything that the uh, nation states need from education, technology, um, um, finance, agricultural, security, media, um, and um, uh, security media, um, uh, what else is there? Uh, Well, the the things that everyone needs, every other nation is responsible for, including space. What it is is we've become so dependent because we've been beaten down by someone else who literally could barely throw a punch by the name of Tyson Fury of the world. They could barely throw a punch. And I'm talking whites and other races. When they come up against us and we are in our right black mind, they, could, they will never win. But no. we've become so dependent on them that not only do we have space stations everywhere else in the world, like I said earlier, all the weapons of war, all the manufacturing of weapons are done by others. We used to make our own spears. Now we got gotta get that and Kente cloth imported from Taiwan or China. It's unfortunately because of the fact we're not looking at ourselves and what we're capable of and what we should be capable of and what we better start being capable of. Otherwise other folks are gonna start managing our destiny, like you said about the space station. They're gonna be in space station, you know, there's gonna be a lot of those and, and they will not be in Africa unless they're controlled by Bezos. It's up to us across the globe. And that's why I don't. Uh, that's why I'm glad that the, those that watch Tariq Masheed or involved in that stuff don't come here, because this is where. And this is why I like this kind of forum. When I go to Brother Forecast's uh, channel and I go to Brother Bakari's channel and Brother Guy, because the thing is, is that is not uh, a, a very localized mentality. These channels are like, look, guys, we see the immediacy of the urgency that we need space stations in our Africa. We need to have STEM, and STEM should be almost like breathing or religion. Them should be more of a religion in Africa than Christianity.
1: Oh yeah, you yeah. know, you know one thing, one thing too. Um, they all um, you know, the, the place I now work at, they're donating me computers to let me continue to fix. So as, as I continue working this new IT job, they're gonna let me have. They're they're gonna hook me up to a donation of old computers. That I'll be able to have for myself. So that I'm actually making them do that for me.
3: I'm I, I'm digging this. Ben, you have just made my day. Uh, you know, Bakari always makes my day because I'm learning so much from him and Brother Forecast. Now I know that I can, I, I'm going to make some good trades later on in the market because what you just told me reminded me of what I saw coming through the 90s. Now, again, I started programming in the 70s and the mid 70s, and I was programming COBOL, and, you know, you had the little punch cards and whatnot. And then when a phone modem first came out, it was like, you know, advanced technology. It was like Star Trek. And I was working, uh, coding machine language. When you talked about that, them giving you computers reminded me of the 90s. Um, what what you know? Think about in the '90s when the personal computer started really getting its legs. Everybody used to have to take their computers to Koreans to get fixed, but they didn't know what Koreans were doing. I did. What they were doing was reverse engineering not only just the technology, but also the supply chains, the manufacturing, everything that they needed. Because they saw in 40 years that it wasn't just the personal computer. It was saying, "How do we secure our destiny in STEM?" Technology, the manufacturing of technology, the ownership of technology, the programming and the data storage, the data warehousing, the data protection. How do we go ahead? Because we see that happening in 30, 40 years. They were like this in the 90s. So in the 90s, you always had to take your, your computer to some Asian to fix it. I learned how to fix mine back when they were 8080 chips. They were they were um, Intel 8088 chips that were in the first, you know, per, not first, but this is uh, before. This was after the Commodores because I had a Commodore Amiga and then I had the uh, C64 and, you know, the Atari. But this is when the, the personal computer first came out and, you, and it was available and more um, prolific to everyone to have. And I'll never forget, I always going to a Korean and I said, no, if I learn how to fix these myself and program, I might be able to turn that into an industry. What got me to do be on tour, you know, and, and do a lot of stuff, you know, late 80s, early 90s, to be on tour was because I said, wait a minute, how do I parlay that? into music, so unfortunately I was able to fix other folks' computers. One individual that I fixed his computer was going to Washington, D.C. to do something for Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton just got inaugurated as president. Because of that, I became musical director, I became the composer, and I was also the guy that fixed it that everybody brought their computers to. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm over there in Washington, and it's something that I created and composed in the whole nine yards, and you know, I had the Japanese orchestra and everyone else playing my music, you know that, that you know that, that actually played the music that I composed because I was fixing computers for everyone else. The thing is, it, I mean, it started off as me being a technician. Next thing I know, I'm performing on Jay Leno, Letterman, Arsenio, uh, um, um, Jimmy Fallon. Um, I mean, basically every every talk show or every late night I've been on, and it started off with somebody bringing me computers. To so this very day, I still work on my computers or someone else's. The thing is, it's the parlay because I went all in. I was eating, literally, when I first moved where I, I moved at, I was living in my van. And at that time, I was living in a house that, you know, this this friend of mine said, you can live, but I had to sleep underneath the mixer board. And these other guys were in a, in a hotel, and they said, whenever we're not here, you can go ahead and, and sleep, you know, we'll, you know, if the maid's not coming in. I was literally living out of my van for two 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 and a half years. But the thing was, is doing that, I was parlaying my skills, fixing computers, doing because I said, you know, good enough is not good enough. And to this very day, I'm constantly saying, I need to do better. How can I parlay whatever skill I have to do something that's going to be managing and do better? When I, when I first moved to where I was moving at, living in a van, within two, maybe four years, I was over at the King of Norway. I was doing presidential inaugurations. I was doing, you know, and literally it was like a mind blur, but I never stopped learning and saying good enough is not good enough. I'm still trying to be better. You know, because I always say I'm one step away from living in the van again. But you know what? I don't care. Because if, as long as I know that every day I'm learning and I go all in, I don't have to worry about working with other brothers. Because they know I'm so into what I got to do, they know I work with them. And that's why I like what Br- Brother Bukari was bringing up was about why we don't work with each other. Because we're not being superhuman. We're into the things that don't matter and not mattering them the things that do. We're, what I mean by that, into the things that don't matter is like this guy's got channels and this guy's got this and that. They're not producing. Ben, Ben, they're not producing as much as a toothpick. <laughs> they, they haven't even produced much as a fart. But if you go to something that you can learn something that the world once needs can't do without and ready to kill for, whether it's STEM, whether it's you know uh, a, a freight brokering or something, that they're saying, look, we got to do this. Um, it's it's not about a no matter of working with or whatever. It's going to happen. Like they say, you build it, it They they will come. I'm gonna guarantee you, it's gonna it's gonna come. Now, I'm I... glad you brought that up.
2: And,
1: and, you know one of thing, the things, the the my current my current employer just started they were watching these channels. they were watching this tech channel they were watching the black tech building program they were watching all this stuff that I was doing and that's how I got in with my in court into my resume don't don't these people think they watch these 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 employers and these investors watch these shows because they do. They listen. They listen to these shows, because they think that people think you're so stupid and you're so ignorant that oh, we we don't want we want to see what this person does, what this person talks about, what's his what's his interaction, what's his hobby. I had to develop this whole thing because no one was gonna give me job in IT until I had to build my own media IT media structure with a desktop and laptop support. So I built my own and then they let me into the company. That's what we we forget all that. It's about being a brand, not an employer.
3: You, you again, you just made my day. You know, I mean I'm just I'm, you guys, you guys here in the chat and in the panel make my day. I'm going to have some good trades because what you're doing is, is and when I say trades, you know, I trade markets and I'm re- deeply in the finance. The reason I say that is because what you did, Ben, is you went all in. You said, hey, you know, if I don't have this, I don't care. I'm going to create my brand and I'm going to go all in. I'm going all in. That's what I try to get when I talk about Dante Wilder or Professor Griff, Go all in. When I say go all in, go, you know, good enough is not good enough, whether it's once, twice, or three times a boxer. It does not matter. Go all in in life. Go all in in business. Go all in in war. Go all in it's you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of times we because of the situation we're in as africans on this globe that we have to you know we have to rely on someone else to feed us to clothe us to protect us to manage us to educate us to you know it's unfortunately that we're there but it's not like we have to be because i know what we're capable of i know what we can do when i know what we can do and it's not being done i'm going to call it out because it's like wait a minute you know you can do better than that because you know, you have a cape, and you uh, Krypton can't even mess you up. And you're letting, you know, if Krypton can't mess you up, and somebody brings you a spoon, and you start getting weak, that spoon ain't even made out of Krypton, Dante. You know, I mean, AJ, that, you know, AJ, uh, Anthony uh, 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 Joshua, somebody brought you a little a rock off the ground and told you it was Krypton, and now all of a sudden you're melting in front of a Ukrainian. It doesn't work that way. You know Floyd Mayweather what you're capable of, and Jake Paul does too. That's why when you said Ben equal Benuco that they watch us because everyone's gonna watch that that is really powerful. They will monitor it, they'll watch it because they want that. I'm not talking power in terms of governance, power in terms of you know of, of being omnipresent in media or whatever. I'm talking real power. When they say black power, I'm not just talking about a slogan. I'm talking, like I said, entrepreneurial, extremism, and survival. Let me tell you, the other thing that I mentioned, because I remember I mentioned entrepreneurship, not just money, but we excelled more than anyone else. We taught the world how to use fire. Uh, uh, when I talked about extremism, Ben, Brother Bakari, let me tell you guys, we are so extreme in what we do, whether it's crime or whether it's sports. We excel to where we change the game so much they have to create a new game. They did it in basketball. Let me tell you where else, and I didn't mention this earlier, where we excel more than anything else, and that's survival. Nothing can survive for nine million years. Nothing except for the African. The only thing else are four-legged species, rocks, and plants. We are the only species, and I like to use that term because I want to get quote-unquote so-called semi-scientific. We are the only two-legged bipeds, other than those things they call monkeys, that have been here for more than 9 million years, okay? Because we did not evolve from monkeys. We are the original and the only. That's how superhuman we are, but don't want to realize that. So we let ourselves be in somebody else's frame of reference, some white boy here or this whatever. So therefore, we take importance in what they think. And this is what they do. They the reason Ben Uke, why they monitor us because if I was one of them, I'd do the same thing. I'd be out there going, don't let them know this, but I want to know everything they're doing, everything they're saying. I want to know. I, don't. I want to know whatever they do, whatever they say, however they think, because I want to be like that. You know, everyone wants to go ahead, unlike. Kevin Samuels, they want to punch up. Kevin Samuels, in a, in, a, in a very prepubescent, malleable unit mindset like that that has no balls, he wants to punch down to something weaker. Brother Bakari brought that out so well. The Kevin Samuels' want to punch down because they don't want to punch up. Every day when I'm working out, trying to do my calisthenics, or if I'm learning my fight training, or even if I'm trying to code or, or do this geometric algorithm I've been working on, I'm trying to battle myself. I don't want to go down in the ring and kiss the canvas like Dante. I want to get up and say, I won. I did this. I went all in, and it worked. I, I'm the conqueror. I defeated, my, I defeated that thing that held me back. I did it. That's what I mean in terms of going all in. I want to punch up and reach. I don't want to just say, okay, I went as high as jumping. I want to hit the moon. Matter of fact, I want to hit the sun. And if there's another galaxy out there, I'll jump to that. If I don't get there, so be it. At least I got up further than that, you know, than able to jump two feet. The thing is, Benuko is that's something that I've noticed, and I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad Brother Bakari brought up that that you know the the issue of Kevin Samuels. When he brought that up, it was so important for us to realize and learn. We've got to learn from what he said. When he somebody else who wants to go ahead and and um, for lack of a better term, punch down, is someone that is a liability to everyone else who thinks I'm going to punch higher than my weight. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get that guy that I know can probably outdo me. I'm going to go against him because that's the next stepping stone that I'll step on to win the game. Every competitor, even yourself, when you're doing things yourself, like you were talking about STEM, Ben, and, and talking about the, you know, the fact that you, they brought you these computers and now you've elevated that into something else. That was a stepping stone. You punched up. You went to the next level. I hear a lot of black folks. That's the next level. I'm going, that's another level. When we start to have that ideology and start to work on that ideology and actually start to fight in that class, go into that next level, we'll start to—next thing, we won't even recognize those levels exist. We're going to start being what we are, and that's superhuman. Um, I'm going to get to some comments here. Um, Aunt Jam says, "Um, Africa is the most ultimate land and will have the highest elevation to go to safety if it is worldwide flood. That's true. The movie 2012 showed people uh, on those arcs going to Africa. Basically, what Aunt Jams put out here is exactly what you're saying, Benuko. Basically, what Aunt Jams had just put out there is everything I've just been saying about we are the oasis of everyone else, but they make us hate ourselves and, and run to them as our, their oasis. We're in the middle of a desert, yet we don't look and know that we are the oasis of everyone, whether they're black or not. They run to us. We change the game. They run to our resources, our conversations. Like you said, they listen to us. They've been listening to you truly forever. They run to us because they know that we are the original and the only. And, of course, I don't blame them because they're right to do that. If I was a peckerwood, I'd be like, man, I'd be out of my mind not to find out what black folks are doing. That's why, I mean, it'd be, it'd be silly for them not to. It'd be incredibly dumb for them not to. If they're, I was Asian, I would, I, I'd make sure I had as many nail shops in the hood so that way I could find out what black folks are doing. The thing is, is we run to them as an oasis. And yet when we run to them in his oasis, there's no water there. So we we end up getting dehydrated and we get, you know, we start to dry out and we die. As Brother Bakari was saying, working with each other, we run to ourselves as our oasis, because that's the only way we're going to go ahead and get, you know, get our thirst, our parched throats quenched, is when we run to each other and start to learn, especially those who go all in, not to those who have a frame of references. Oh, I'm a FBA, a ADOS or whatever, you know. Aunt Jones put it out there very well, because what he is describing is exactly what that movie, even their movie said that. We're all running to Africa to be safe. Everyone's doing that, as Brother Bakari said so well. Everyone's running to Africa pretty much, I'm paraphrasing him, are running but but us. We're, we are our only saviors. And it's only when we go all in and say good enough is not good enough. I'm not getting out that ring, whether they have a 15-second count, a minute count, 15-minute count, it doesn't matter. I'm going to win. I'm going to knock out my opponent and he will never get up again. I'm going to make sure that the only match he's going to do is a match stick because I don't care. I'm winning the game all the way, all in, and there is no such thing as second place in the war. Forecast says, uh, Forecast says, Asians aren't African, but they have no problem going there. You can tell the Boers, they aren't African. uh, uh, They aren't even African, even though they're not. Yes. Uh, even though they can't, yes, the forecast is so well um super always good to uh, good to see you it looks like you're you're new to the channel um the thing is, let me read some a few more comments um let me see uh Aunt Jam says right, pulling that white uh racist up in five minutes, ride to space, taking tax money from black folks. Let me tell you something ben let me tell you something, brother Bakari and, and the and the folks here in the chat i've always because you know I like finance and or at least economics i like um trading. And a lot of it is not because of the money, because, again, that's their economy and their and their banks and their markets. The reason is, is because I'm going all in on something that hasn't been created since 1933, and I think I've developed what they call the Holy Grail. They've been looking for it, you know, for, for damn near a century, and I think I got it. Um, to me, it was a puzzle of going all in, something of the impossible that I'm trying to make possible. At least for them, it's impossible. What A.J. put here, what Aunt Jan's put in here, talking about William Shatner going into space and black, and black folks' money. Um, if you guys look in terms of, relatively speaking, in terms of population, us as black folks globally pay more in terms of state revenue, uh, global revenue, uh, whether it's you know, Africans paying exorbitant loans to the, their IMF and their World Bank, or whether it's us paying taxes in Baltimore or Philly or Detroit or Atlanta we pay, or Minnesota. Because we don't have the, the entities like Donald Trump and you know the white boy or the Asian down the street that could take advantage of tax breaks, we work for most of us work for either the so-called the government or for someone else. So therefore, money is automatically extracted us, like Ice Cube said about EZE, you know, like uh, uh, Jerry Heller using him as a as a ready teller. Basically, what happens is they have extract so much revenue from us every year, like they do whenever there's a, a lawsuit. When somebody knees on, you know, put a knee, a cop puts their knee on your neck for nine minutes, more than six seconds, and Ben Crump goes in to go ahead and get you some money from, you know, that city, that money is extracted from black folks. We think, oh yeah, he won that court case, not knowing that it took a black life to get that and it's coming out of your pockets, because we're not the Asian down the street or the Hispanic that has the businesses that they could take tax breaks out on. We're not Jeff Bezos or Donald Trump. We don't have the, unfortunately, we don't have their state apparatus to take advantage of not paying revenue like they do. And I'm talking non blacks So what happens? That $9 billion that they got government funding to go ahead and uh, do research for Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos' little pipe dream, and now he's, he's left Amazon, theoretically. That money that they got, that $9 billion, is coming out of black folks' pockets more than it is coming out of someone else. So therefore, we went and sent, I mean, we could have sent it, either, it, we could have sent the the children of Yehudu, the, the the lady that played Yehudu up to space, before, because it's, it's on our dime, we might as well have said, why don't we send her up there, and not William Shatner. But unfortunately, our mindset, we don't have the apparatus, because we have not gone all in and taken control of everything, so therefore we're subjected to their government, i.e. Joe Biden and everyone else, saying we're going to send their guys up to space, because Blue Origin does not belong to black folks. It's their economy, their so-called markets. There's Blue Origin space, but unfortunately it's our money, our revenue, our sweat, our tears, our being hassled by crackers at work, our being—it's coming from us to go ahead again. Like Aunt jam said earlier, we're still, whether it's in that movie 2012 or right now, we're an oasis for someone else to grab whatever they need to get and do whatever they want, whether it's Africa or our tax-paying money that comes to go ahead and send William Shatner to space. You know I mean? It's clearly what it is. Um, uh, forecast says, you're, you're, auto, uh, you're automatically a terrorist, a criminal, and a savage if you don't bow down to the European laws, uh, uh, laws, deity, or government. I'm going to tell you guys something. I want you guys to stick a pin in this and, and live like this like your life depends on it. Two movies. I always mention Man Friday, but the other one is The Island of Dr. Moreau. That was something that happened in the, the 1970s version. Those animals had to, uh, to adapt to the laws that their so-called master has given them. What Brother Forecast is saying right here is so pertinent that we need to learn, we better digest and we better start living like this is something that we're going to have to change. Uh, in 2006, 2007, I said something to some peckerwoods that almost ended getting me sent to Guantanamo Bay. It was that serious. I've never seen that many guns trained on me in my life, even back in the day when I was doing bad things. You know, I was a straight-A student, but I had the the, the crystal meth industry in my pocket i was a straight-a student in school and all the bikers and crackers came up to me to get what they wanted that was in the 70s okay um what i see happening here is um that day i went against their laws their so-called uh dictates their mandates their doctrines whatever it was i said no i don't care and i've been that way ever since and here's why i'm so glad forecast did that because on my on their so-called record that they have in me they said that i was one step away from being bin laden's cousin even though i laughed at it you know and, you know fortunately i had enough money and a good lawyer to to laugh him off and i paid a $400 fine but it was not going that great that that rate when i had that orange jumpsuit getting ready to go to you know guantanamo the thing was is i laughed at him and you know which ended up as a $400 fine because i said i don't care what you want to what you what your labels to me don't care they labeled me everything other than a child of god I said, well, I'm gonna use your system to do whatever I gotta do because I'm I'm getting ready to go on tour with another artist, and this is time out. <laughs> this is taking time away from me. I'm going from rehearsals to courtrooms, okay? And I'm like, okay, let me show up here real quick and get this taken care of because I gotta go back to rehearsals. The thing was is they knew when I was there. They said, look, this dude don't care. Whatever we label him, it will not stick because their laws mean nothing to me. Their dictates, their mandates. Fortunately, I had somebody in there that was better at, at dealing in their, in their performance, you know, their rehearsal for room called a Courtroom. But I told them, this is what I want, this is who I am, because I don't care what you do. I'm going all in. And this was a statement that I said to a couple of white boys and laughed at them, you know, and laughed at them, and they were so scared. That's exactly what I mean, going all in. I'm not telling other folks to do what I did. I was just fortunate. What I'm saying is I have the mindset of, I'm not, I don't care if it's a 15-second count or 15 nanosecond count, I'm going all in, in life. Not just in the ring, not in war, in in everything. And everything that I have to do, it's either zero-sum game, either I win or everybody loses. Because that's, unfortunately, we've lost that. And I'm glad Brother Forecast brought that up, because it's so important. Aunt Jam says, right, black leaders in Africa, like black leaders in America, wait on white uh, the the peckerwood to give us permission. Nigeria has one of the uh, richest men in history, he could, uh, he could try to build a space program. Yes. I told you guys this before, and I'm going to say it again. I have to say it again. When the Katrina happened and those levees were bombed, they called it you know, a hurricane, whatever they want to call it. When I did the financial, um, I, I did like, what I do is I aggregate what we can spend and what we can spend it and what we could do with whatever we have as an aggregate of black folks. You know, that's one of my old programming things I used to do a lot back in the day, um, aggregate data and, and get statistical analysis of what data could do. Let me tell you guys something. I've said this on this channel many a time. With the amount of money that just celebrities alone, I'm not even talking about the Nigerians that have you know, billions of dollars, I'm just talking about the celebrities that we extol in line, like the basketball players, you know, that crowded trade I mentioned earlier, the foot, you know, the, the, basketball, the football, the, the hip hoppers, the churches. With just that money alone, they all could have aggregated a, a, a net, not the gross. All together when the, Katrina happened, if they all got together and said we're just going to put one month's net salary whatever we made in one month we're going to put it into a leveraged fund. Do you guys realize that what happened in New Orleans with Katrina would we, we could have told FEMA George Bush and everyone else we don't need you we got this because we could have financed everything we needed to get black folks away from you know to get black folks away from those those floods we had a, enough resource and money we could have bought. Or we could have stolen, or we could have leveraged, or we could have gone ahead and paid, whatever, to do what we need to do to help each other. Like Brother Bacardi was talking about working together. All the celebrities, I'm not even talking those who are not celebrities, the rest of us that are not celebrities. I'm just saying celebrities alone, on one month of what they get net, not gross, net, they could have put all their money together, churches included, and said, we got this. We're going to get boats. We're going to get helicopters. There will be no one drowning in New Orleans and they'll have new homes to go back to once the water's gone. This is what I mean by a crowded trade, why I said earlier about Dr. Da- Dr. Claude Anderson. I love what he's saying, but what he's saying is only, again, to me I'm not saying it's dumb, but I'm going to say it's folly. When you're in a crowded trade, getting into those industries that we only excel at and not doing what Ben Uke is talking about or Brother Bakari talking about in terms of STEM and trucking, if we're not getting into the things that are our weaknesses, you see how how ineffective Beginning of the getting in a crowded trade was us in New Orleans. We had more hip-hoppers, churches, athletes, and everything else, and you see how, uh, what it, how much it didn't do for us. It didn't do a goddamn thing. We still have families that were in uh, New Orleans when Katrina hit. They still haven't seen their children, and this is you know, 20, almost 20 years later, so 15 years later. So it's not like, you know, I mean, when you, oh, yeah, let's all get into you know because I saw it online that Tariq said or Boyce said get into hip-hop because that's what we occupy. That's fully and foolish and very immature at best. And, and and dumb, and it's worse. We should do what Brother Ben was saying, what Brother Bakari is saying. We, you know, it's it's those those are the things that clearly the other stuff didn't help us in a flood. Do you think it's going to help us when it's not one? You know, I mean, it, it clearly we it's our mindset of not going all in. It's us relying on the Dante Wilderism of beating ourselves up, so we're going to lose to every other opponent. To lose within ourselves, we will never win against the 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 Conor McGregor's the the uh, Jake Pauls, the Tyson Furies, and that Ukrainian, because we're not looking within to say, look, i got to go all in. I'm not going to go and just put all my eggs in one basket because I just like listening to hip-hop. I'm going to diversify those baskets into the weaknesses that we're not strong in yet, like STEM, technology, agriculture, the things that that Ben had posted earlier about farming, trucking, agriculture. Brother Bakari is talking about transportation. We have not built those weaknesses up. Because when we start to build our weaknesses up, we have no choice, as Brother Bakari was saying earlier, we have no cho- choice but to work together. It's not an option then you know it's not like it's not a, it, it's not you know an elective we have no we have no choice, but we got to you know like we had to back in the day um Aunt James says, oh no, supra says um, uh, uh, dangote has buried billions in a refinery that's close to operation. Did't a woman from East Africa laugh at her own satellite? you know I wouldn't doubt it I mean supra. It, again, it's, it's the mentality that we have. We're capable of doing anything. I'm just unfortunately seeing us not go to those levels, then I know what we can do. And then we're relying on someone else to divine, define the parameters of levels we can get to. Like, okay, we can only do, go this far. We can only have that. You can only have these views. You can only say that. You can't talk about vaxes. You can't, uh, uh-uh. The three videos I posted for you guys was to show you the effect. At the beginning of this broadcast, the effect, of what happens not only when you don't go all in, but what you need to do to go all in. Um, AJ says, uh, Ant Jam says, Super, I thought South Africa launched a space rocket back in the 80s and had nuclear weaponry. When Nelson Nelson Mandela and the black population took over regaining freedom from England, those programs stopped. Quite interesting. Um, Yeah, uh, uh, it uh, says, here what I found. Super says, um, oh, that's interesting. Again, someone else is defining our parameters. You know, um, uh, Super says, yeah, here what I found, 2010, uh, Santa South Africa National Space Agency, private government funded. Interesting. Okay, interesting. I didn't know. The thing is, is we should have, uh, hopefully we'll get to that level of being like Ben was trying to tell us in terms of STEM, where we have satellites everywhere that we build, so we're not waiting on Google to cut our channels off, because our channels are being broadcast by our own servers that's having our own. Instead of fan based you know, promoting Tariq Machid, we're promoting STEM technology. That's being because we're protecting our data. That's our satellites. We built them. We put them up in the air. It's our space program. As Ben was talking, it was you know we have our own cab companies that Brother Bakari is talking about. These are things we manufactured, so we don't have to worry about Google saying, "Ooh, you said the wrong one." We don't care. We're not Stephen A. Smith that has to get online and try to placate himself to a Becky because she's a slave and she's an overseer. And three. You know, unfortunate Negroes in a plantation called ESPN. We own and control our own. We're doing for ourselves, and anybody that tells us to go kick rocks. You know, it's that that kind of mentality that I'm trying to get us to to, to really, you know, and even myself. Like I said, whatever I say here, I say to myself every day. It's a thing of saying, look, you got to go all in. Okay? No one else's rules. Their rules, their laws, their mandates, their dictates, their protocols mean nothing to us. Do like Ben did, fix computers, get the computers, get your own business into IT, and everyone else can kick rocks. You know, they could go ahead and say, well you, know, well, you can't do this, and all you do is say, no, habla inglés. You, you know, they could tell you whatever you want. Whether you understand their language or not, they could kick rocks because you own and control it yourself. Your parameters are defined by you winning and not laying on the canvas with a 15-second count or not. doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to put this guy in traction, okay? I don't care what it is. He could get up ten times, but it, it, he could be knocked down eight times. The eighth time he's not getting up, they're going to have to do last rights. That's the mentality that I try to get us to. That kind of mentality to say, look, good enough is not good enough. Either we win or no one wins. Guys, I'm going to have to go ahead and get ready for the markets. I got to thank you guys so much because, and I love always having Brother Bakari here. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I learned so much from you guys. Um, it's a thing of of not settling, because I think right now, brothers, and Ben, I'm, I'm glad this is your first time here. I can't thank you enough, Ben, for getting over here, because again, you, you guys teach me so much. I've been learning so much from you guys over the I, I mean, definitely from Brother uh, Forecast and Brother Bakari. I, I listen to their channels all the time. When I'm on Brother Bakari's channel, I listen very t- astutely in terms of, of the delivery and why the delivery is of all the panelists, and I have to learn something. Uh, brother ben just taught me something especially in terms of promoting stem and let me give you guys a little heads up what's happening this is Ben. this is how serious this is I'm into something that might be a groundbreaking game changer in terms of market dynamics in other words to be able to predict with the unpredictable whites have always said it's impossible and i love when they say that because what's impossible to them we make happen um, I talked to a guy yesterday he's a um, he's an educator with something else and they got a lot of money yeah, you know, they created brokerages, and I told him. I said, I just wanted to ask, you know, and put it out there as soon well as I said, you know what? What do you know about, you know, who do you know that's into, uh, uh someone else's who can parse data, analyze data, and basically do statistics on something I'm working on? He's like, oh yeah, um, yeah, I, I can figure that out. You know, I'll, I'll let you know if I hear some. In other words, I'm sure he knows that. Ben, I've been begging black folks to do this for years. Where are, are those that are data analysts that specifically could do things to crunch billions of, of data sets I- billions of iterations of data sets, even if they have to use a supercomputer that we build? I don't care. Where yeah, yeah. are those that do
1: that? Uh, they're, they're working for somebody else. But you know what, what, what I think we need to do is we need to... Uh, we need to. I think the biggest thing. I also think that needs to be addressed is having the. This is why. Also, why I told you guys, I have an IT media. I think we need to start promoting those type of people and say, you know what? You look into the, the their topic. Look into the gaming innovators and developers. Look into all this stuff that goes into auto engineering, things that, and other thing around the website designs, web hosting. We don't talk about that. That's barely talked about that. Web hosting is barely talked about ownership of web hosting. How, how does it all how does it, how does it work? What do we need to do? We need to have, oh certified cloud partitioners. Oh yeah, especially when Microsoft owns like the what is our own black owned gaming cloud computer like Xbox? Even we still use Xbox, Xbox, but what is going be the, what is going to be the black version of a Microsoft Xbox? that builds up our own gaming cloud computer. How's that going to look in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? How's that going to look? That's the question we have to ask ourselves in tech.
3: Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I mean, oh man, you guys have made my day because that's...
1: I recorded this. I recorded it all. I'm recording the podcast right now.
3: Oh, man, I appreciate it. I mean, you guys have made my day because... I'm a black identity extremist, and I, when I say that, I'm, I'm thanking Jeff Sessions for making that up because I never made that up. It was something he was scared about us, and you know, the, the you know, their government. And I say their government, I'm talking their White House or their whatever, are scared about black identity extremists. And I'm extreme in making sure black folks not only win, not only survive, not only protect, but I want us to take over. I don't want us to sit back and say good enough okay that. When, I'm talking of black Wall Street that, connect, that is fortified with nuclear bombs. I want us to be able to be into that position to where the rest of the world, like in the movie Scanners, has to grovel like mortals. They're groveling on their knees because I know what we're capable of. I know when we're in our right minds what we do. I know exactly what we should be doing. And unfortunately, I see us uh, settling for not doing that. I don't take excuses. I don't take second best. I want, it's either all because I know that's what we are. When I know uh, Ben Ugo and, and Forecast and Supra, I know given the chance and given the right, the, the right advantage and giving, I, I bet you you could do 20 push-ups, get in the ring with Tyson Fury, and he'll, he'll see that African in you and say, you know what, I might have a problem. Even though he might have trained his entire life and you probably trained for a month. In the back of his mind, he might be thinking, could this be the one? Is this the one that, that my parents and my parents and all my clansmen that came before me told me to be scared of? This might be the one, even if you could only do 20 push-ups. In the back of their minds, of our competitors are always, I hope they don't know who they are, I hope they don't know what they're capable of. So let's do everything we can to divert them away from tech, uh, uh, away from being certified cloud par- uh, practitioners. Um, let's divert them into you know Ados. Let's divert them into manospheres, Let's divert them. Matter of fact, we'll give the Ados and the and the treatment machines a billion views because I'm afraid. Should that be the one, should Ben Equal, be, be the one to be the next Tyson Fury and to, and, 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 I mean, excuse me, the next Muhammad Ali of technology, Jeff Bezos might not exist and, and, and Tesla's stock value will go to one. The mentality, every time that I face the, the, our competitors, enemies, whatever we want to call them, in the back of their minds is the, most, the, the thing they're afraid of the most, you guys, is if we know ourselves if we don't battle and beat up ourselves and think that second is good enough. It's second, again, a silver medal in war never exists. The thing is, is we've been, we've been influenced and indoctrinated to think that you know we could get a, 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 an, honorable, an honorable mention in war. The thing is, is the greatest fear to happen to a non-African is when we as black folk know who we are, number one, number two, know our capabilities, And the most important thing is to act on all three. When you go all in, you know who you are, you act on those capabilities, and you're not afraid to show your enemy. When they know that those things happen, the most dangerous individual, they label this a black identity extremist. Let me run you guys over some markets real quick. Man, I appreciate you guys going uh, being on here. I wanted to uh, just give you guys kind of a real quick heads up, because that's why I got on today, was just to inform everyone about their, their, and I say their economy. What we're happening, guys, is we have what's called a possibility of asynchronous hyper stagflation. The reason I tell you guys, again, we're still subjected to someone else to do things for us, so I have to make sure that all of us are, at least we have a heads up in terms of things that might affect us being able to eat. Right now, because we're, we're facing—I mean, I've been telling everybody on this channel about stagflation, and their, again, it's their economy, so of course there's a, there's a situation. What that is is a slowing down of economy when prices go up. Basically, you're, you're, the, the things are slowing down, especially jobs and everything else, or at least the payment or at least the opportunity are going to start slowing down, but we're going to have to pay more for food, uh, internet, everything. And the thing that scares me are a lot of the young folks, especially black folks and women that are going to be subjected to that. And my job is to try to find out how do we not only, you know, not be subjected to it, but that actually we can profit as black folks from that. We, pl- we profit on someone else going down, not us. And that's more important to me is to make sure that I inform you guys some of what I see happening. The chart in front of us, of course, is the COT. I've been going through that for years. I wanted to give you guys a little, um, a little heads up of what's maybe happening soon. I told you guys about the stagflation for months, oh, for years. Now they're starting to talk about what i told you guys. They're starting to talk about it the next, you know, these last few weeks. Everything I've told you guys for years is going to happen. They're now, their government, you know, their fed, their government is now telling you guys it's happening. My thing is I inform you years in advance, get ready. And now we're here. Um, you guys know about the supply chains. I could walk down the street, you know, and I may do a video on that and show you guys all the ships that are lined up at the coast. Um, What that means, especially what they're doing for the so-called Christmas season, they're telling you to try to create demand. And you know when black folks can have something, we'll go ahead and pay premium for it, like that TV or that that so-called documentary, How to Sell to the Negro. They've been telling you for weeks about supplies going out for Christmas, their Christmas. What they're saying is if you don't buy from Bezos now and everyone else, you might not get it. So what they're going to probably try to promote for their so-called Black Friday and everything is to try to get so much because remember their economy is suffering, and the way they do it is no different than how they got folks to put a needle in their arm, calling it you know a, a cure. What it is is you create the fear of demand that it might not be there, and then everyone else is going to gravitate like I got to have it now. I'm a warn you guys, this is a warning. You should be stocking up without a doubt, but the thing is is be careful of them, especially their media, CNN or whatever telling you that you're not going to get toys and everything for their Christmas. That's their, you know, your Roman holiday. What I'm saying is they're trying to make sure that they need to buttress an economy that's slowing down. If you saw their recent job numbers, if you see their recent CPI numbers of, of inflation going up, what they're doing is they're facing a stagflation. And the only way that they could go ahead and kick the can and buffer the effects is to get as much money extracted from black pockets as possible, including Stephen A. Smith. And what that does is we will be paying higher prices for things we don't need so they could go ahead and have better economic numbers, especially after Black Friday, what they call Black Friday, into the seasonal. So that way when you see all the effects of the seasonal in March, you're going to see more effects of how the first quarter economy will be, which is actually the residual of you know, October, November, December. What that means is that will be able to get their so-called voting apparatus, whoever makes that happen will be more than likely to win midterms. Because this thing is very important for them. And I say them, not us. What it is, is they're trying to make sure that they look good for midterms. They have to start early by saying, you guys might not have Christmas toys or electronics or even shoes. So they, what they do is there's so many ships, and they, they can't even get trucks, enough trucks to go ahead and move supply. That is not by accident, because I know a lot of truckers. What it is, is they're saying there's a mess up of supply mismanagement, or supply chain mismanagement. What this is, I saw it happen. When they were able to drive oil prices up, I think it was um, about four or five years ago, they were able to drive uh, oil prices up a little bit more than they were. And the- this is how they did it. I was with a bunch of traders at a trader, uh, on a web- webinar with a Trader Conference. They had oil tankers off the coast of Malta. And they literally just set those oil tankers that said, don't move. Because if you create a vacuum of supply, demand will take over. So next thing you know, oil started, natural gas, everything else starts going up. It's no different than what has happened here. When their so-called pandemic and you saw oil price, prices and energy go down, the, the reason that oil went negative is because folks had to pay in order to go ahead and, uh, and to, uh, you know, people will store, when they store oil, you have to pay. They were paying the oil storage, because there was so much energy, to, you know, again, they, there was so much supply that they had to pay. What it was is they're doing the same thing with this Christmas thing, okay, with saying, okay, there's a supply problem. Of course, there's a gangload of ships. What I'm saying is I'm afraid they're going to con most, or I should say put the fear like they did this vaccine, into our people who are so gullible because we believe in them so much that, oh, yeah, it must be this, it must be that, that we're going to start spending like there's no tomorrow, where prices are going up and economic opportunities are going down, where salaries will start to go down, where businesses were uh, rehiring if they're doing that, because of the fact their so-called pandemic had crushed them, crushed their margins to where they had to create different ways to work. That's why you have a lot less checkers at the supermarket, a lot less folks at the at the restaurant. That you know, that's why a lot of things are more automated because they were able to survive with crushed margins. So what happens is all of a sudden you start seeing a lot of less a lot less in terms of employment and rehirings, as you saw what just happened on the non-firm payroll. So what that does is it pushes black folks away from the job markets yet we're still having the elevated interest rates and higher prices. Because the manufacturers and employers still have to pay higher prices, especially when there's a supply chain problem that's been manufactured. So what happens is now all of a sudden they move us away from what's left of their workforce, and now because of Afghans and Ukrainians and everyone else that are now honorary white, they bring them in to take the jobs that you guys used to have. So now all of a sudden you're kicked out of your jobs into the street. Prices put you uh, are put against you, so you can't even afford living in the uh, living, you know, uh, uh, working in the street. Now you're pushed into the street. So this is what I'm trying to tell folks in terms of more than likely this asynchronous stagflation and the effects that it's going to have on us and how it's going to destroy a lot of us because if a lot of us are not thinking in terms of of you know the future as as Ben Uko said so well. I mean, he said so well in terms of what's going to happen five, 10, 15 years in terms of STEM. Think of if we're not prepared in that in STEM, think of what's going to happen in terms of economics or protecting ourselves in terms of our economy, not just the or their economy, but our economy. Think of how bad it's going to get if we don't have our farmers and our own truckers that could do things away from what they do in their work site, but do the same type of parallel activities on what we do when they're away from their work site. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Time. yes exactly exactly that's what i'm I'm really afraid of because I'm looking at things um oh 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 man i I put oh, okay you're on the plantation I put the link in there brother for forecast but I'm giving everybody kind of an economic update before I before I um because I got to get ready for markets um this is when I normally um when I normally start uh getting ready for the markets it's it's, it's really hard for me to like like a, a lot of times I want to talk to you guys um you know personally but it's like it's been so so um you know, uh, In terms of what's happening in terms of their economy, unfortunately a lot of our folks are going to be so subjected to it because we're not prepared for the likelihood of, what's, uh, of a stagflation that hasn't happened this bad. What can happen, it's not happened yet, but it could happen this bad. The last time it happened was in the 70s. And we're not prepared because a lot of our folks are still caught up in the social media and caught up into you know, celebrities and caught up into those things. I'm really afraid of what's going to happen, so I'm gonna run you guys through a few things that are um, that I have to look at. And, 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 you know, doing quant- quantitative analysis, I like to look at certain things.
1: Thank you, guys. I gotta go, guys. I gotta go.
3: Okay, Ben. Thank you so much for being here. I definitely appreciate this.
1: Yup. Bye, bye.
3: Okay. All
2: right, guys. All right, guys. It, it, there you have it. I know I had to get out of the platform, but you know what? The link you will hear about the most important. I know they're going to get into the economic stuff. But you got to understand. A lot of you don't, are going to really have to understand that they don't care about your vote. Your vote doesn't get counted. They don't have to count it. And I'm going to, okay. They can take your votes. They they don't even have to even. They don't use the, the first they have the ballot. They have, you know, the the, the electronic ballot. Then you have the paper ballots. They don't even have to count the paper ballots. Okay? They don't have to count your ballots. They don't have to do any of that. They can tamper it, switch the votes, and they got the media that they can announce the votes without the votes being even counted. Your vote isn't counted. Stop believing these elections. These elections don't mean nothing. The stagflation, you don't want that again like the 70s. No, you don't. And it was—it's was gonna be horrible. Horrible. When the oil prices went up back in 1973, that's where we're going again, and it, this time it could be worse because of all this integration. Because back then we had black—the black people had better communities; they had a stronger, a little bit. They was taken away, but they still had it. But now, oh, this is going to be bad. And by then, I think black people would be forced to think to have media like this to have platforms like this to say you know we're taking these we're taking these shows away we're gonna take it away from all these people they don't deserve our they don't deserve our time they don't deserve our votes they don't deserve our our listening with our 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 views no oh no okay and also one another one more thing all okay Black tech is very important. You gotta understand black tech is very important. I know hey, we gotta involve ourselves in the straightness of tech. We're gonna be keep, we're gonna be discussing these things all day long, and we'll be back. I'll be back later today at our regular black tech building program at one o'clock to discuss what we. uh because uh, let me see what we got at BitCon today. Because we also uh, BitCon... the BitCon... 2021 this blacks and okay let me just look at the black the Bitcoin conference we have today all right let me just look at our All right. Let's start look at let's look at the let's 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 look at the let me look at the schedule today. Let's get into some of these important um, topics today. Today is the fifteenth. Moving past the fear, developing a mindset. Also, building your startup exit. The exit, global network, big tech accountability. I'll be two of these. The future trends for Black founders. Oh, I gotta be involved. Listen to that. Oh, it might be until one thirty. or about one thirty. Um, Web three is gonna be very important. So I gotta listen to that. Meta All right, mentorship is gonna be big too today. So we might have our program later today, cause it's, it's gonna be like there's so many things. There's so many things I'm so interested here this morning, and 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 there's so much to talk about. But all I, I got the, this ready for develop topics for the show. So according to my experience in tech, so we'll have even non-tech stuff that gets. I want to share some of my experiences in that too. So this will also be good too. Okay, so. So we're going to, they're also going to have a, a 10K startup pitch competition. Uh, Black hackers, So I think the ones I, I, I really want to be definitely part of that hard tech. So we might do it around nine. After, the, I think. After this one, I probably can I think between nine and one we have to do it, but I think around nine o'clock, I think the show will be on the day, so we'll figure out'll we'll, you will just you just have to know between then and two o'clock you you'll just have to know or later, but we'll have to I'll just have to get on there 'cause because I gotta be involved in the future of black tech founders and stuff so that I wanna listen to some of that there's some really important stuff there today too. All right, guys. Thank you very much. I'll see you guys later today on this on the Black Tech Building Program, the regular Black Tech Building Program. This is a Black Tech Building special, unannounced special. So please stay tuned, and you know, have a nice day today. We're gonna keep our day strong. Bye bye.